This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I seriously love BetterHelp so much. They're one of my favorite sponsors, and I will tell you why I love them so much. When I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, anxiety, depression. I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life, so therapy really helped me get through a lot of that. And online therapy is, in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so, and I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with, with a therapist so quickly. It takes, in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I, go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is really controlled by the, the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because for many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, so if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our, our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, 
This is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away and then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's betterhelp.com slash vibe. Betterhelp.com slash vibe. Go start online therapy. DM me on Instagram. Let me know how it's going. And I hope that you get the help, the support, and the healing that you deserve. How very much I've loved you. How very much I've tried my best to give you the good life. Welcome to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone, so let's connect and heal our vibe within. Hey guys, so thank you for tuning in to my first episode of the Vibe Within podcast, and this episode is all about moving into the new year with grace, with ease. We're going to reflect about what maybe went down in 2018, the good, the bad. We're going to start thinking about how we can make sense of some of the things that we went through. And the big part of this episode is that I'm going to share my story over the past year and where I was this exact time last year. I was drinking a lot of alcohol, I was doing a lot of cocaine, and I was hanging out with a lot of toxic people. And when I say toxic, I don't mean like, oh, they just gossip all the time. No. These people were toxic energy, dark people on drugs, and I'm not here to call anybody out or point the finger. I'm here to share my story, and hopefully it will help anybody who's going through a dark or heavy time 
realize that there is a way out and there's a way to rewire our brains and instead of sulking in what we're doing right now, maybe if, if you're in a heavy time or a dark time, there is a way to change the direction that we're going. And I know that it's easier said than done, but it just takes the awareness and the choice to say, no, thank you. I'm going to move on. And it's time to learn, let go and move forward. And I feel like that's what 2019 is going to be about. 2018 was an 11 year. Those numbers add up to the number 11. So maybe this year was super intense for you. I know it was really, really intense for me, um, especially because I'm in my Saturn return, and I'll get more into that in another episode, but I'm really excited for 2019. 2019 is going to be a 12 year, so if you see 12s a lot, or if you feel like 12 is a very symbolic number in your life, then maybe this year is going to be your year. Um, I've been hearing from a lot of people that 2018 was hectic and chaotic, and we dealt with a lot of stuff. So, like I said, this episode might be a little bit triggering. Um, I do talk about drugs and alcohol and kind of where I was at a year ago and what it took for me to wake up and you know, it just, I feel like I need to be vulnerable and I'm just going to dive right into the vulnerability because there's really no time to waste. And I'm here to share my story and then use that story as fuel and fire to help you guys if you're going through a rough time. And that's why I'm here. And that's why I am doing this podcast. Side note, did you guys know that a comet came super close to the earth about a week and a half ago because I didn't know that and today I went to go use the sauna because there was really nothing else to do and I went and used the sauna and I saw one of my students she's this older Hispanic woman she's super super nice I like love her she's actually opening up her extra room for me because I'm moving and I'm, I'm moving out of my house at the end of January which is giving me so much anxiety but thank god this woman kind of opened up her house to me and her extra room so that I can stay there for a couple weeks before I go and work for my internship in Costa Rica which is going to be in um, at Envision Music Festival so if anybody's going to Envision hit me up so anyways Yeah, she told me, this woman told me that the comet came closest to the Earth that it's been in, I guess, over 100 years. And I could be wrong. Maybe one of you guys will look it up and find different information. But I did look up the spiritual meaning of what comets bring into a spiritual practice. And um, basically, comets are... A distinct separation of what is happening right now. So, de- death and destruction. The arrival of a comet is most often associated with death and destruction. Luckily, it says this is not to be taken literally. While the comet may foretell the death of someone important, it is far more likely to signify the end of something less tangible. 
So a better way to describe it would be an ending to something, perhaps a relationship, a job, or even a way of thinking. It also serves to remind us of the vastness of our universe and to remind us of our own mortality on the physical plane. It also can signal a period of uh, change. So the time after death and of old things can move into a rebirth of the new. Uh, our lives may be thrown into a period of limbo when a comet happens or a time where we feel uncertain about our path and reflect on our past mistakes and current shortcomings, which is totally normal, especially at this time of the year. You might be thinking about all the shit that went wrong in 2018. I know a lot of people are. Um, and that's normal. It's fine. I know that instead of looking at those things as mistakes, we can think about them as blessings in disguise because we dodged bullets and then we came out of it and now we're doing something new. Um, rebirth. Finally, the arrival of a comet signals a rebirth within us, new beginnings from which we can begin the next part of our life journey. We have witnessed the death of old things, ideas, and patterns in our lives. We have experienced a period where if we were unsure of all these things that we, were, that we were once so uncertain of, now we can finally reevaluate and feel more in control of our path. Now is the time to start on a new path, the clarity that is reborn within us as certainty and self-possession self are reignited in our soul. So this is a time of creativity. And when she said that to me in the sauna, I kind of like looked at her like, whoa, are you serious? No way, really? Because it just makes so much sense that a week and a half ago, we were, you know, graced by a comet that came so close to the earth. And I think it was literally a week and a half ago that I had this spark of creative energy about the podcast and... I literally was pushing this aside for a year. I told myself that I was too stupid and too dumb and not smart enough to learn how to edit and publish and do all the work and create a podcast. And I, you know, I've been binging on podcasts for a year. I've been listening to hours, hundreds of hours of podcasts this year. So, you know, I would say that I'm a podcast enthusiast at this point. I know what sounds good. I know what doesn't sound good. I know what I like to hear about. I know what I don't want to hear about. I felt this huge urge and desire to share with you guys what I'm going through and to bring some awareness and shine answers and conversations around things that Maybe we have no one else to talk about these things to. I know that sometimes I get super frustrated because I feel like when I teach yoga, I'm spilling my guts and I'm spilling all of my energy and my words and my poetry and everything. And then I just, I'm lacking conversation in the real world. I come home after I teach and I'm just like, okay, now what? now I'm with my cat I wish he could fucking speak English I wish we could have conversations but that's a whole other podcast because I've actually had dreams that he's been talking to me which is so crazy um but yeah I know that I'm not alone here I know that mo a lot of you um are in the same boat and 
there's a lot of things that we would love to talk about and there's just nobody in our lives that we feel like we can do that with so I want to bring this podcast to light and bring it to life and each week we're going to talk about different topics and answer questions and a lot of the same questions I get asked by many of you guys on my Instagram we're going to you know, dissect and get this show on the road. So Before we get into the episode, I kind of just wanted to shoot the shit a little bit and share some things that maybe will help you um, in your life right now. First thing, if you like the music of my intro, um, the music is by Dirty Art Club, and he's one of my favorite kind of new wave DJs. He is on Spotify. And all of his music is super dope and really different. Like, all of his albums kind of have a different sound. Kind of Cali vibes and, like, old school hip-hop with instruments and different sounds. And, like, it just gets me in a really awesome vibe and an awesome mood. So, yeah, I really wanted to share that with you. Dirty Art Club. You can find him on SoundCloud. You can find him on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, everything. So I just got off the phone with my grandma, actually, who lives in New Jersey. And we were talking about how it really just doesn't feel like Christmas. It doesn't really feel like the holidays at all. And honestly, everybody that we've been talking to, she even said, every everyone that she's been talking to here and there, has said the same thing, that it doesn't feel like the holidays, that this year went by really, really fast, that it almost flew by, and this season kind of just abruptly happened, and it's just really crazy that everybody is saying the same thing. Um, Today, in my Lyft, I had the same conversation with my Lyft driver, super cool chick, she just was like, yeah, it just doesn't feel like Christmas at all. It doesn't feel like the holidays. It doesn't feel like the new year. It feels like this year flew by. And we were both just saying how weird it is and how it's just another day and how there's a stigma. And I, I think that part of the reason why maybe it doesn't feel like the holidays for maybe some of the older crowd or maybe not even the older crowd, but like the older you get, I think the less you care about the holidays and I know if you have kids or if you have a lot of little babies and kids in your big family then maybe that's why it might feel more like Christmas and the holidays Um, because you have to keep those traditions living you have to keep the whole Santa thing going and gifts and presents and having the family together and pictures and everything, everything like that and sometimes I miss those memories like I miss having that but in a way I really don't like I think why the holidays and Christmas and New Year's can be so triggering is because this is our life right now and our memories from holidays when we were little kids could very well easily just trickle into our mind and it's hard to separate our past from right now from the the present and for me sometimes I overthink and overanalyze oh well 
my childhood felt so good during the holidays and now things just feel so weird because I'm living in Miami alone and I have my my career and I have my cat and it sometimes it feels like very saltitude-ish um, and but that's okay and a lot of people are kind of in that same boat a lot of people don't go home to see their family during Christmas and New Year's like for me I actually decided last year um, on Christmas that I wasn't gonna do any family things for this this holiday season now that, that we're in. Um, partially because I get triggered really easily and I love my family, I love my sister, I love my mom, my dad, my stepdad. Like I have a nice relationship with each of them but I feel like I wear my emotions very heavily and at this point in my life, the older I get, the more focused I am on my career and bettering myself and healing from my past traumas and trying to make sense of it all. So it's easy for me to get really triggered, really bothered, angry, and then that version of myself comes out pretty quickly and pretty easily when I'm in family you know, environments. And this actually just happened too when I went home for Thanksgiving. There were a few altercations. There was a few times that, you know, I just wanted to leave. I just wanted to come back to Miami and be with my cat and be alone. And that's just me wanting to run away from the triggers. And instead, obviously, I didn't, you know, get an early flight back like I had done in the past years. Um, I toughed it out and I found rituals and things to keep myself grounded and okay to get through any triggering situations with my family. But yeah, so I decided not to go anywhere this year and I am in my house right now with my cat, Nar. He's lying next to me, sleeping, just living his life. And I am drinking an elixir, and I wanted to share with you guys what I'm drinking because if you follow me on Instagram, you might see that I'm always posting this like crazy big, huge cup that I have. It's a mug that like, it's pretty much like one of those 7-Eleven big gulps, but it holds hot beverages. And I got it from Winn-Dixie, which is like a shitty supermarket in South Florida. And they're all over, like, the southern states or whatever. But I have taken caffeine out of my routine. And when I was actually visiting family in, um, in New Jersey during Thanksgiving, and when I was with my sister in California, I was drinking two to three coffee drinks a day, literally. And it was killing my adrenals and... I had detoxed from caffeine back in May when I was actually in Bali for a couple weeks. And not only did I detox from coffee, but I'm saying caffeine in general. And this was the first time that I did it back in May. And I didn't even realize why the fuck I was going through these crazy withdrawals until my friend who I was with on the trip, she was like, oh, well, have you had any coffee yet? Have, have you had caffeine in the past few days? Because I had really bad migraines. And I was like, no, that has to be it. So I was literally in bed for three days, hot and cold, 
I remember all I could do was just listen to the Joe Rogan podcast because those podcasts are like two or three hours long. (laughs) So that's what kind of kept me going. And like, I just remember being in bed, not able to really eat or drink or do anything. It was like I was detoxing from opiates or some crazy fucking drugs, which I've heard caffeine and cigarettes can be classified into the same kind of withdrawals as, you know, some hard drugs. So if you're thinking about uh, detoxing or coming off of caffeine, I have been drinking Dandy Blends, this instant dandelion extract powder that you put in hot water. And it kind of tastes like coffee a little bit. It's tea, but and it's healthy. It's actually really good for your liver. It's cleansing for your liver because it has dandelion in it. So what I do is I mix that with hot water and sometimes coconut milk or almond milk and stevia, cinnamon, depending on how I feel. And I sip on that all night. And what I also do is I will mix in reishi and ashwagandha powder. I find most of my mushroom powders in bulk on Amazon because it's really cheap and you can find organic, um, really good products on Amazon, reishi and ashwagandha. They're really good for like your hormones, regulating your hormones, and actually ashwagandha has been proven to help with depression, anxiety, insomnia, and insomnia is also really linked to hormonal imbalances as well so that's why reishi is really good i just mix that shit all together and it's it just feels good when you're drinking something that you know is actually helping your body inside so that's what i'm drinking right now um so and yeah i just want to say thank you so much for just tuning in so without further ado the first episode of the Vibe Within podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Hey guys. So, right now I'm sitting at my kitchen table. It is right around the new year, and it really is just crazy how fast this year went. And I know that a lot of us feel this way. So, what better time to make my first episode all about New Year? And everything like that. So let's reflect and take ourselves through our individual year of 2018. What happened in the beginning of the year? What happened each month? Like if you have a journal or you have a piece of paper and a pen near you, like if you're not running or if you're not in your car and you're kind of just hanging out, Uh, maybe do this exercise or you can do it when you do have some time to yourself but write down January February March April May June July August all the months and just write down a few things that happen each month it doesn't have to be crazy good bad they could be a variety of different situations or scenarios and you might be able to see a pattern happening um, in your life each month or maybe, you know, you start to see a pattern, the same patterns, maybe similar things happen in certain months of each year. 
this has a lot to do with your signs and your your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising signs. That's really something to get more into in another episode. And I'm actually going to be bringing on an astrologer and a tarot card reader. And there's a lot of things I'm excited about. Anyways, so month by month, maybe think about what happened in your 2018. I know I went through a lot. And I'm, I'm saying that this was the most intense and transformational and wild ride of a year that I have had in my entire life. It also might be because I'm in my Saturn return. Um, Mercury went retrograde several times and it had us feeling like we were constantly in a battle between Mercury retrograde, picking up our messes, relearning how to flow through our jobs, our relationships, our home, everything that we have going on, projects and everything, finance, finances can be really overwhelming. Mercury retrograde was happening I think three times this year and each time I think just felt even more messed up um so maybe we were feeling like we got knocked down several times like we had to restart over and over again with more momentum each time though so if you recall something bad that happened really write down the next month what happened You know, did each month get progressively a little bit better? I mean, intense is a word to describe good and bad. So I don't like to use intense all the time. I like to really pinpoint what emotions were in the forefront each month. It's kind of fun to think back on your year because it puts things into a full perspective and kind of like takes you back and it makes a wide lens, a, a, you know, a, a wide shot of what happened in your life. You can even write down, you know, people who came into your life that you're really stoked about who came into your life. I know I have a nice little list of people who came into my life. I have two roommates who are super dope, um, students, people who I've met at the places that I teach. It's really awesome. And then also maybe make a list of people who have exited your life. And I'm not just talking about death. I mean, that really sucks if you lost somebody. I'm so sorry. Um, That's one of the most challenging situations that anyone can go through. And there's so many different things you could do to get through that, like support groups and, you know, natural medicine and therapy and all all sorts of stuff. But I'm saying people, friends and family members or toxic people who are not in your life anymore because they were not serving a positive purpose for you. And that is really powerful. And that is an obstacle and something to be proud of. If you were in control and you started to cleanse people out of your life, like, bravo. Like, it takes courage and it takes energy to be able to do that. And this year has been full of that shit for me. I'm going to get a little bit more into my story, but one example would be um, my best friend from high school. I'm not going to say her name, but 
me and her were best friends since I was like 16. We went to Thailand together, we went to Bali together a couple years ago, and this past year she ghosted me, literally. And I had never been ghosted really by a girl, especially a friend. And, you know, I've been ghosted by several guys, I, you know, who hasn't. That's totally different because the guys that I was hanging out with and sleeping with were not even, like, worthy of my time and energy. So I think that when a guy ghosts you, that's actually a blessing in disguise and that's bullets being dodged and that's just the universe kind of, like, helping you get rid of people who just like do not have any reason to be in your path so yeah she ghosted me and it it had been months have gone by and I kind of knew in the back of my head that maybe the reason why she ghosted me is because she went back with her boyfriend her ex-boyfriend maybe she was on pills again maybe she was just having a rough time with her family and her and you know whatever it doesn't really matter what the reason was because I I don't know and I probably won't ever know because I've surrendered and I've let go of the need to know and that took me a while to get there um, and to actually be like you know what it really doesn't matter it's not going to serve a purpose if I find out why she ghosted me because whether it's totally personal and has to do with me and my personality or something I said, or it's something that has to do with her family, you don't just ghost somebody like that. I'm the kind of person that goes out of my way sometimes, you know, not in, not in an, an obnoxious way, but I like to let people know what the fuck is going on. If I'm not happy with something that you said or did, I'm going to try to find the best way to say that to you. It could be something small like, hey, can you do your dishes? And like, just go ahead and say it. It's not that big of a deal. And then there's been times where a friend, you know, threw me under the bus and kind of put me in a situation that really pissed me off. But I still found a way to shine light on it without being a dick. You know what I mean? And that, to me, that's how I am. And I can't really wrap my head around someone ghosting me and not giving me an answer and just literally washing, you know, 10 years down the drain. It's pretty fucked up. So if you've gone through that this year, I think it's because it was an 11 year and it's the universe swiping clean the people who are not going to help you get to a higher version of yourself and it's harsh it's the harsh reality it's the harsh truth and you know but that just means that we're making space for other people to come into our lives because if we're holding so much space and resentment and confusion for people who aren't even giving us energy and time, then that energy that we're holding is just wasted. And we we need to clear that shit so that we can bring in positive people and family and connections and friends 
to align us better with what we're supposed to be doing in reality. So let's pack up, let's let go, let's release 2018, let's find gratitude, let's move forward into 2019. Um, let's allow ourselves to be present and aware of the people and the emotions and the struggles that are no longer serving us that we, we just need to let go of. Um, eclipses, full moons, these are all times that we should be hyper aware. And especially if you are deep in your spiritual practice, or maybe if you're just starting off and getting more into that, it's really fun. It's really fun to journal and to write down just how you feel during the new moon and the full moon. And there's tons of things you can find on Pinterest and Instagram nowadays and books and workbooks and stuff like that. There's one by Spirit Daughter, um, little workbooks that she comes out with each month, and those are really cool. If your dreams have been really intense the past couple months, uh, that could be because Mercury has gone direct and you know everything is everything that's been bottled up is now settling there's doctors out there who have addictions who are doing surgeries on people there are lawyers out there representing people who whose lives and money are on the line and they are doing hard drugs there's people in every industry who have some serious mental issues and addictions, so let's just be real. Um, what I see a lot happening nowadays is yoga teachers and spiritual teachers being put on a pedestal, and it's just really not healthy, like at all. Yes, there are many spiritual teachers who have been enlightened after decades of practice, and they like truly are more considered a guru and an inspiration in a huge way. But I've been seeing teachers putting themselves on soapboxes because they feel like they have to fill that mold. And it's a mold of not being able to fuck up. And it's a mold of not being able to admit their mistakes and not being able to talk about tender topics like sex, drugs, and mental health. I see a lot of people talking about these issues, but in a very lighthearted, safe way. And I'm not here to do that. I'm here to talk about it in the most vulnerable and raw way that I can. Because I know how it feels to suffer, and I know how it feels to be so buried in sorrow and confusion, which is why I'm sharing this story. So, and, you know, of course, I want my audience to take me seriously, but I don't want to make people feel like they can't relate to me. That's not why I'm here. I'm here to really bring unfiltered, messy, and tough life scenarios to the surface. I want to make sense of them as much as I can because I want to transform that energy into my strengths, and that's what I've been working on a lot this year. And a lot of people in my life, in my physical life, not you know, Instagram life, not podcast life, not social media life, they have seen a transformation within me. And 
I sometimes need that reassurance to to you know realize that I have been putting in the work because sometimes we get lost and we don't realize how amazing we really are doing and all the work that we're putting in because we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people and that shit has got to stop but I'm going to get more into that a little bit later so let's take it back to how I came home on January 1st, 2018, last year, and sulked in my room after a night of partying with super toxic and dark people. And when I mean partying, I mean I drank so much that I blacked out, but I was still, you know, walking and talking. (laughs) Did so much cocaine that, you know, I was just not, I was just not me anymore. I was just floating and trying to fit in and I was surrounded by people who were just talking shit all night and I I didn't feel I didn't feel good I felt like I was just constantly being judged and none of these people were nice to me the entire night either which was just kind of like weird for me because I was so used to you know drinking and drugging with my friends and these people were not my friends they were just people who I met through this guy who I was hanging out with So I was in a very dark place, dark energy, dark everything, unworthy feelings. Uh, I didn't feel like I was succeeding in my career. I kept thinking about how I wanted to host a yoga retreat, but I kept telling myself that it would never happen because I didn't have a big enough following on Instagram. I just kept burying myself. And I remember being in my bed and thinking to myself, what the fuck am I doing? what am I doing? I can't do this anymore. You know, I didn't have anyone to call. I didn't have anyone to talk to. I felt like absolute shit. I couldn't even muster up the energy to go get food. So I just made like whatever I had, which was basically nothing in my house. And I just remember feeling so physically ill it's, it's such a haze when I think about, you know, my mental state that I just had no idea how, how big of a hole I dug myself into. Um, you know, I just kept telling myself all these reasons why my life wasn't the way that I wanted it to be. And I kept sabotaging myself by putting my desires on the back burner because I was afraid to put in the work and possibly fail when, you know, I shouldn't really go into um, an idea or a concept already telling myself that I'm going to fail. And, and none of you guys should do that either. I mean, we're all human. Um, you know, for, for example, I do have a degree. I went through college. I, I graduated. I've moved coast to coast. I've had jobs since I was 16. What makes my ego think that it's okay to tell myself that I'm just going to fail. Things, I, things needed to change. Things needed to change. And like I, I was literally just calling out to God or to a higher power or to whatever universe energy. I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired and financially unstable and depressed 
and anxious and my my body just felt like it was just not okay like I think I was more comfortable going through my days and nights drinking and doing coke and then going and detoxing in the sauna or working out or teaching yoga and feeling physically reborn from like the workout and then repeat 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 repeating that but that was so fucking toxic and like whether or not you look healthy on the outside because you know I'm I was still vegan I still ate very healthy I was you know when, when somebody would look at me they'd be like oh my god you're in such good shape like I'm pretty sure I had a six-pack this entire time that this was happening last year and at the same time yeah cool I had a six-pack and my stomach looked flat but when I would go home and eat food my stomach would blow up to the size of a balloon because my gut and my digestion was shutting down literally from drinking and doing coke I developed leaky gut which was really really annoying and painful and uncomfortable it got to the point where I would eat like a big salad because I was so starving at the end of the day from teaching and doing running errands and whatever and using the sauna and then I would go and eat a healthy vegan meal and I couldn't even digest it and it was so uncomfortable that I just remember having to like go lay down and do twists and and take so many probiotics that it was probably doing more harm than good so um, I do want to share how I, I healed my leaky gut. I took L-glutamine powder. And my friend Amber, who is a really awesome bar teacher here in Miami, she actually told me about it. And me and her actually have like very similar body types. So I kind of like took her recommendation to heart because she's been in the fitness and wellness industry for like so many years she's an amazing teacher if you're ever in Miami you have to go take her class um so she told me to start taking l-glutamine powder so I just I said okay I'm gonna I'm gonna google that I I found all this information on that certain powder I bought it off Amazon it's like this big orange huge tub of white powder it doesn't taste like anything but I I looked up on the internet what how much you should take in a dose and when and and you know what I mean like so I would take it uh, in the morning before you eat two big spoons with water chug it down on an empty stomach and apparently this you know compound in the powder can rebuild your stomach lining and I took that shit every day, maybe once, twice a day. I ate very light during the day so that when I came home in the evening before I ate dinner, I would uh, take a second dose. Doesn't taste like anything. Like I said, it's fine. Don't don't get freaked out. If you have leaky gut, I would recommend maybe trying it out and doing a little bit of research, making sure that it's not going to fuck up anything if you're on other medications or whatnot, whatever. I don't know. I don't know your physical situation, so it's always nice to do a little bit of research on your own. So yeah, that's how I healed my leaky gut. And, you know, it took time. That big, huge tub, like I said, it took me about maybe three weeks to finish. 
but I definitely felt a difference. And in that three weeks, I wasn't drinking alcohol. I wasn't doing coke. I don't smoke weed. Um, I was just really focused on healing myself from the inside out. And I think that, you know, since I decided to take that step, that's why the glutamine powder worked. So it's all about intention as well. So once I fully realized that, you know, I was wasting my time in my life with meaningless dudes or meaningless people who had no drive or motivation, like that shit was rubbing off on me. And when you start hanging out with people who have like no motivation to transcend or they're just comfortable in their toxic life, like that is obviously going to kind of rub off into your own being. And that's why you, you keep hearing people say, no toxic people in my life. And, you know, it's a very like woo thing to say now. I feel like everybody's obsessed with cleansing toxic people out of your lives and this and that. But it's true. I mean, you know, and there's a balance. You know, you can't just be like, oh, fuck off to every person that comes into your life who might have, like, a bad day or, like, a little bit of a toxic energy vibe that day. You know, everybody goes through stuff, but if you genuinely feel like this person is not good for you and their morals and their habits are just, like, so on the other side of the field, then what's the point of of wasting your energy on them? They'll, they'll find people that resonate with them and they'll keep going on their little path. So I'm not blaming anyone for my behavior, um, but I just really needed a fucking reality check. And I knew that the guy that I was hanging out with wasn't going to call me or text me because the night before, the New Year's Eve night, I got a really weird vibe from all of his friends, um, to be honest. They were like talking shit about me behind my back and actually to my face. Like their sense of humor wasn't really funny it was really mean and condescending and like I had never been around a group of people who were so dark and miserable in my life and it really it really just opened my eyes to how like fucked up people are and these people just I think it was just a blessing in disguise and it really pushed me into the you know, needing to alienate myself from people like that in Miami. And I, you know, I thank a higher power for doing that for me now. Because if I kept doing coke and drinking with my friends and having a quote unquote good time, then maybe I wouldn't be here talking about the other side of the story. So, you know, um, so I realized that I needed to get my shit together. And this was the first day of the new year. I allowed myself to sulk for that day. I allowed myself to be depressed. I allowed myself to have my pity party and feel bad for myself and cuddle with my cat and cry. And also, side note, I want to break the myth that everyone always talks about the new year, that this is the myth. The way that we spend our new year is the way that our year is going to turn out. I'm sorry, but that is completely untrue. I'm a living example that my year was nothing like that. 
I spent my new year doing coke and drinking myself into a blackout state and I hung out with toxic people and it honestly opened up a new channel and a new dimension for me to to see clearly that that I needed to change so thank god yeah so that myth is is wrong don't worry if you have a really shitty new year's eve you can start over the next day so I made the choice to stop drinking and partaking in party drugs and um, just to see how long I could I could make it. You know, I, I wasn't addicted to drinking. I actually genuinely don't like drinking because of how it makes me feel physically and I don't like hangovers, but I was just going through a really rough time emotionally and I didn't like feeling alone at my house. So it was more of a social thing and getting outside of my my mind so it was an addiction to not being sober i i didn't like being drunk i didn't like drinking alcohol i actually hate the taste of alcohol and i hate what it does to my stomach but it got me into this numb state of mind that allowed me to just not think about how miserable i was basically it gave me it gave me happiness in a cup that you know goes away after a couple hours um, at this point in my life, I was just quite frankly tired of not getting what I wanted in my yoga career, um, and I was sick of seeing everyone on Instagram, like, beaming with glee in their perfect relationships and their yoga retreats and traveling and this and that. Like, I just felt, like, so dark. What I didn't realize is that I could have everything I wished for, just like everyone else that I was comparing myself to. I just needed to start to put in the work and make a plan of action. So instead of comparing myself, I, you know, I got this sense of clarity and I was like, okay, what the fuck am I going to do to get what I want? I need to come up with a plan. No sulking, no more pity parties, no going out and drinking, no drugs. It was time to buckle up because I felt a huge transformation about to come through. So it took me a month to, to get, you know, over that toxic, horrible loser that I was hanging out with. I doubt he's listening to this, so I really don't feel bad for explaining how I feel. Um, and I was just trying to get into a comfortable state that, you know, I was alone again and I'm, that I wasn't going to go out and hang out with people and drink and do drugs. So it was, it was transitioning into this isolation, but a good, a good isolation. So I began taking manifesting, quote unquote, as much as I hate that word sometimes, it's true. I began to take it seriously. Um, I had nothing to lose, literally. I was at my rock bottom. And I was a lonely yoga teacher who just like knew how to heal everyone around me except myself. So, you know, I would go and teach these amazing classes and then I would come home and be like, well, why can't I feel that good? Why can't I make myself feel that good? But everybody that leaves my class is, you know, flying high. And it's just, it really started to make me realize that I wasn't treating myself correctly. So I called to the universe and basically was so fed up. 
I began to write down my desires in detail every day. And even if I wrote out the same desires the day before, I wrote them again the next day. I repeated them. And, you know, it kind of felt like OCD a little bit. Like, I, I started to get addicted to write down my desires. It, it's very therapeutic to write down like even if you're just writing down in lists you don't have to write these perfectly curated paragraphs like write down in lists write write down what the fuck you want so i wrote down what i wanted i wanted to host a yoga retreat i wrote down the places that i wanted to host it which was um tulum costa rica i think i wrote down like you know some island maybe bali thailand I wrote down that I wanted to actually go to Bali again and that I wanted to save money and travel and heal my gut and my thyroid and my mental health. So a lot of my desires had to do with money, travel, career, and healing my body and my gut. Um, so what happened a couple weeks later? Now this is when things started changing for the better. CBD companies started popping up more and more on Instagram and at that time I had been dabbling in top topicals and tinctures but nothing crazy because honestly there really wasn't that many companies. So I began to reach out to every CBD company that I saw on Instagram but only the ones that I liked their marketing. So I'm very I went to school for marketing and branding and fashion merchandising so I have a very like clear cut way of knowing if a company is like legit or not just by imagery and marketing and digital design and graphics and stuff. So I reached out to those certain Instagrams with a business plan, kind of like a pitch DM and just said, hey, you know, my name's Gab. I'm really into healing and biohacking and healing um, the mind, body, soul connection. I live in Miami. I am a yoga teacher. I would love to try your product and, you know, help brand and market your product through Instagram. I have a nice following on Instagram and I kind of use that as my leverage and my in. Um, so I knew most of them would probably say yes because when you're a startup help health company, um, you, you need some sort of testimonials for people to actually feel safe about buying your products. So like no matter how good the company looks, if you're selling CBD, like you don't want to buy from a company who has a hundred followers. You want to buy from a company who has like in the thousands and maybe like some nice testimonials and tags and photos you see people using the product. So I felt like it was a win-win, like a win on my end and a win on their end. Um, so one by one, they, they would DM me back and show interest as well and tell me, yeah, like we would love to send you a, a product, a sample, and before I knew it, I was branding on the side with several companies as an affiliate or a quote-unquote influencer, which that word is so loosely used now, um, but it's fine. And so I was doing this for a few companies, CBD companies. Okay, now that was literally what I had started manifesting in my journal, if you don't call if you don't call it that, I mean, I don't know what it is, um, but I wanted to heal my body, right? My body and my mind and my gut. Well, CBD has been a huge p 
part of my healing journey this year and it has changed my life dramatically. I don't feel like unhealthy really. I mean, of course I'm not perfect. I'm not in perfect health. I still am struggling with hormone stuff and thyroid stuff and whatever. But if I were to to, you know, compare my health to last year, I'm I'm in the best health that I could be. So what happens a couple weeks later? A dude messages me on Instagram and asks me if I would be interested in hosting a yoga retreat in Costa Rica at his retreat home. And Corey, if you're listening to this, what's up? Um, You're the best. You opened my life to the possibility of, you know, trusting my gut. And he really did. So... Um, I, so I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw this message. And that's when I realized that I really needed to stop telling myself that I was unworthy of my desires because that was going to happen if I kept telling myself that. And this was proof right here that the desires I wrote out in my journal and sent my energy towards were slowly coming into my life at the right time. Um, but the drugs, the alcohol, the toxic people, those were those things were literally barricading me away from those possibilities that could trickle into my life. So I felt that shift and I felt like the aha moment of like, oh, my God, I wish I, I realized this before that, like, you know, it seems so silly, like and common sense. But like, really, we need to cut out the bullshit it's not easy. Like we have to step outside of our comfort zone. There's no way we're going to get what we want if we're just constantly in a comfort zone. Okay. So, um, fast forward to August, I held my first CBD yoga retreat in Costa Rica and which is the first of many. The next one's going to be in Tulum and I can't wait. It's going to be even better if you're interested in, um, receiving, emails about the next yoga retreat you can follow me follow that instagram which is at cbd yoga retreats so it's at cbd yoga retreats on instagram and yeah so this is why i'm sharing this story if i can help you put things into perspective then my job is done If I can show you how, you know, toxic and heavy and dark my life was and where I'm at right now and give you the tools and, you know, tips and tricks and hacking and whatever that has helped me this year, then I would really love to do that because nobody, nobody deserves to be in a constant hole of depression and anxiety and stress like if you want if you want to get out of it then you deserve to get out of it if you're aware enough to know that the way that you're living is not healthy whether it's the relationship that you're in or the way that you're eating or toxic ways of thinking or being or you're just doing everything for everyone else and you're not doing things for yourself like if you know these things and all these truths are coming out and you're feeling them then you are smart and worthy and you are deserving to get out of it um 
you know, rock bottoms, they suck, but they're actually a blessing because it's like a restart. It's a fresh slate. It's a clean slate. There's no, you know, falling under. It's only up from there. And you're going to constantly just start to feel better and better and better when you come out of your rock bottom phase. My eyes were open to how ignorant I was treating myself and talking to myself. So that, you know, just that alone was scary to me because I I didn't like how toxic I was talking to myself, but then how positive and amazing I was teaching a yoga class and talking to other people. I almost felt like a phony. I almost felt like a fake, you know, person because I would go into these yoga classes and something would come over me and I would kind of black out and teach these amazing sequences and feel so revived and so amazing that it it made me feel like, wait, is that still me? Or is that, am I bipolar? Is Is it because I'm a Gemini? Like I literally was very like freaked out at how I could make people feel so good with my words but I could make myself feel like such shit with my own towards myself my inner dialogue was just so fucked up and I I don't think that I would ever have friends if I talked to them even in a fraction of the same way that I was talking to myself so you know we how do we expect ourselves to succeed if we talk to ourselves like crap just doesn't make sense. So in order, you know, for us to step into a path of our full potential, sometimes it requires an intense approach like seclusion or spiritual isolation, alienation. It's, you know, it just happens. We go through these phases where we just need to be alone. So maybe that for you, um, that means unfollowing people on Instagram or social media or people who are inducing you to compare everything about yourself to them. You know, if you're going, if you're feeling like shit because of people's accounts on Instagram, chances are they just don't align with your vibe and it's time to either hide them or unfollow them. Like, don't feel ashamed. Sometimes I've had to unfollow really cool people who I like genuinely like, um, but I've had to unfollow them because their posts and feeds were only making me feel like I was incompetent or it was making me compare my health to their health or or it was making me compare my body to their body or my lack of self-love and my lack of relationship and romance and sex in my life and I was comparing it to somebody who had this perfect relationship and seemed like they were just getting all the love in the world and probably the best sex ever and it's just it's so toxic like it would plant a seed of negative self-talk when I was working on eliminating that stuff Sometimes you just have to clear out your feed, your social media, and let go. Like, it's not a big deal. I don't think that it's normal for our generation to even have this much access to thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of accounts of people. Like, this, it's just not normal. 
um, there's so much comparison and, and everybody's getting their their joy is just it's comparison is the thief of joy and it's just that's it's just that simple you know if you're looking at somebody's Instagram and they're making you feel like you're lazy or you're not cool enough or you're not smart enough or you're not successful enough or you're not worthy enough chances are you just need to unfollow them because maybe the way that they're they're bringing their energy in into their feed and maybe that's just not aligning with who you are and of course maybe they have like 400,000 followers who love who love them and love the way that they express themselves themselves doesn't mean that you're any less of a person because you are seeing through their bullshit like I'm sorry, but having 400,000 followers doesn't mean that you can just post a picture with your perfect body and expect to get thousands of comments making yourself feel good and, and feeding your ego. I mean, that's all Instagram really is nowadays, especially if you see people's accounts who aren't really putting any kind of like value in their in their posts and I'm not saying I'm not like trying to make anybody feel bad but if you're looking to follow people who are giving you like really positive feedback and thoughts and trying to get your your mind to enhance but you're seeing people post pictures and then like it's just an emoji and it's them in a bikini in the Bahamas or like in the Maldives and you're like how does this person have this life it's gonna make you feel like shit there's no realness about that you don't know that person it's like it's a page in a magazine you don't know that model at all like it's just so one-dimensional which is why I wanted to come on here and make this podcast because I'm sick of being one and two dimensional I want I want you guys to know that I, I suffer as well. And, you know, that model with the perfect picture and the perfect body and the emoji um, caption, maybe they're suffering too. But if they're sharing things that are making you feel like shit and comparing your life to theirs, then their account isn't serving a positive purpose in your life. And it's time to unfollow and it's time to let go. That's all done and done so you know it's time to clean it out focus on your shit and put on your blinders put on your tunnel vision um and I really like this term if you if you listen to the skinny confidential podcast which I'm sure a lot of you have the skinny confidential Lauren Everts um she's amazing and I like the way that she that she talks and she talks about blinders and focusing and staying in your lane a lot and it's just so true like what is it gonna do for you by looking out the right window when you're driving on the fucking freeway like you're gonna get in a car accident so you might as well keep your face forward and look where you're going because if you look the other way you're gonna swerve you're gonna fuck shit up like it's just I know it sounds like common sense but like we have to put these things into easier terms so that we can really start 
doing the work and staying in our lane. It's about making the choice. It's about stepping out of self-sabotage. It's about not letting yourself compare to other people's lives and understand that there's more to life than the things that are hindering our success and that we are worthy of the progress. And once we can make that shift, there's literally no stopping us. Before we get deeper into this episode, I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about one of my favorite CBD products, which is Tonic CBD. And I've been using Tonic for over a year and I am obsessed with their tinctures and they're just really special tinctures to be honest. Um, The owner of Tonic, it's a female owned company and everything is so intricate and well designed and thought out and the tinctures are truly healing. My favorite tincture is the OG tincture, that's the first one that I ever tried and it has ashwagandha, MCT oil, pure maple oil, and the hemp extract, and it even tastes really good. Like, there's some CBD products that, like, really taste heavy and strong, but this one is sweet, and it has a really nice taste because of of the pure maple syrup in there, so I really recommend this tincture as one of your first tinctures if you're trying to just get into CBD and you don't really know where to go first. Tonic was the first company that I really dove into as far as tinctures go and it really helps with inflammation, with insomnia, with depression. It honestly instantly put me in a nice motivation um, frame of mind. Honestly, like I would wake up in the morning and just take one um, dose of the tincture, drink it with my tea or my coffee, and I would instantly feel really motivated and clear focus. And it also helps with creativity. So CBD can truly unlock a lot of different channels in the brain, and it kind of relaxes us in a way that we can be more clear with what we're doing and you know as an entrepreneur as somebody who might be working many jobs like you um, if you have a lot of jobs this is good because it can help you really just stay focused and calm during whatever it is that you're doing so if you're interested in getting a tonic cbd tincture you can follow them on instagram and it's at tonic underscore cbd that's tonic t-o-n-i-c underscore c-b-d and you can enter the discount code gypsy love at checkout and that will give you a nice little discount the discount code is gypsy love g-y-p-s-y l-o-v-e tonic cbd it's one of my favorite cbd brands Go get a tincture for yourself and you'll see what I mean. Now, move on to some rituals and routines that we can all practice going into the new year. And I'm really excited about this because I've been like sitting on this idea for a while and I want you guys to be able to figure out 
ways to ground yourself and center yourself if you're going through a rough time and it's time to use this new year to benefit you and to, to get through because the only way out is through, honestly. Um, so photo burning. I have so many photos from when I was, you know, in art school and college and, you know, like, like physical photos. I'm not talking digital. Um, and I'm just holding on to these photos like they, they're serving a purpose, which they really aren't. Like I have a bunch of Polaroids of me like nude during a night of partying in LA. And it's like, why do I still have these? Why are these in my house? They're photos of me from four years ago, five years ago, from when I lived in LA on Coke and drinking and about 25 pounds heavier. And when I look at these photos, I cringe. Literally, I cringe. Yet, they're still in my house. They're still tucked away in my cabinets in the back of my room. So one thing that I'm going to do this new year, and if you're listening to this and it's after the new year, it's fine. You can still do this. It's, I feel like it's going to be really fun. I'm going to burn these photos, and that's it. They're done. They're not those those versions of me and in those photos. That's not me anymore. Literally, I've shed pounds. I have shed emotional baggage and trauma and I've cleansed and detoxed cocaine and alcohol out of my out of my body and that girl who I was in those photos that girl is not me anymore so there's no reason for me to hold on to these photos like one day they're gonna serve a purpose and one day I'm what am I gonna show my my grandchildren oh look how look how hot I was am I gonna show you know my my next lover or my soulmate these photos look how hot I was when I was hanging out with a photographer at the at the Hudson Hotel in LA look at how cool I was no these fucking photos serve no purpose it's gonna feel better just to burn them and make space because I'm better now I'm I'm hotter now I'm healthier now mind body and soul so think you should do that. If anybody is going through a breakup or maybe there's a friend in your life or a family member that you have a lot to load on them, like words, maybe you can write a letter and, you know, write your guts out. You know, maybe sometimes it's not really appropriate to give people letters, especially if that person just doesn't give a shit about you anymore. Like if it's if it's your ex-boyfriend that you just broke up with last week, I doubt that he's going to read and sit down and genuinely absorb your letter that you just wrote out. <laughs> like, uh, I'm sorry, it's the, har- the harsh truth, but you know, people do not have any morals, you know, nowadays when when you break up with somebody, it's like people can move on so quickly. And if you're an empath, it's it's like a shot in the heart. It's like how how can this person not care that I'm suffering, even if we're not in love anymore, even if we're not on the same 
vibe anymore. They should at least have the respect to listen and have a conversation, but sometimes it's just not meant to be. So write a letter, read it out loud, burn it, the end. Cord cutting. I haven't done this one yet, but I've heard a lot about it, and um, you can, you know, I don't know, buy, buy a cord. I don't really know how it works, but if you have if you have an old cord or you have a rope or a string or something thick that you can cut, and I'm not talking just about like string that you that you um, sew with. Like, I'm, it has to be thick. You know what I mean? Like maybe even fabric and you can make your own cord and you can like wrap fabric and braid it and then like cut it. But um, we want to cut the cord of toxic behaviors, toxic thoughts and toxic, you know, versions of ourselves. So you can write out a list of things that are just no longer serving you and habits it could be you know things like I don't want to drink anymore I don't want to eat sugar anymore I don't want to eat gluten I don't want to eat things that make my stomach hurt like things that are you know things you can do on your own things that you're ready to to move past cut the cord and you can even burn that list or if you want to keep that list on your wall you can have it as a reminder of these are the things I'm not allowing in my life anymore. And Gabby Bernstein is like a huge inspiration for me. And it's not about like she talks about cutting out sugar a lot in her life. It's not about saying, oh, I'm not I'm not allowed to have sugar anymore. I'm not allowed to have any of that. No, sorry. It's that those things are not welcome in your life anymore, that you don't need them. It's not that you're not allowed to have them. You genuinely don't need them. And those things aren't welcome in your life anymore because you're transcending and you're trying to heal mind, body, and soul. Um, next thing, poster board, desire board. So instead of a vision board, you know, you always hear these vision boards and cutting out and pasting things and what do you want? To hap- what do you want um, to happen in 2019? What, what are your goals? What are your desires? Instead of just finding pictures of things that you like, it's about having a plan. So yes, it's a vision board, it's a desire board, but it's a plan board. And you know, you're, instead of just seeing the things you would like to bring into your life, you're making a call of action and you're planning out what you can do. Like, what do you want a new job? Okay, write down the companies that you would love to work for or companies that give you good vibes and write down, these are the types of companies that I really want to work for. I really like the vibe of Vans. I really like the vibe of Spiritual Gangster. I really like the vibe of Ruka. I really like the vibe of this company or this company. I really want to find a company that has an image and a vibe like that. I am ready to work for a company like that. Okay? Um, so, yeah. I think those things will really help you guys. Um, these are rituals and routines that can, can empower us and let go of the deep past. Um, 
And of course, you know, when we manifest our desires, we also have to find a balance of non-attachment and non-grasping. So it's healthy to have desires and it's healthy to want things. But there's a fine line between obsessing and and having it overcome your life so that you're not enjoying your, your day-to-day life. That's why it's nice to just set out blocks of time to write down your intentions and then, you know, set out blocks of time that you're going to think about those intentions. You don't have to think about them all day long. You don't have to obsess about them all day long. You can go about your life. When you work out, think about your intentions and, and focus on your breath. When you do yoga, think about your intentions. When you go running, when you're cooking, when you're in the shower, when you're doing your facial routine, when you are hanging out with your dog or your cat or when you're on a walk, you know, when you're driving to work, listening to a podcast, listen to your intentions and think about your intentions. There's there's a time and place for everything and there's no point in, obs- in obsessing over your intentions because you have to let things flow. When we obsess too much about the things that we want, we actually are creating, you know, a blockage. I think that we all can relate to that. So another thing that we can do at this time of the new year is donating clothes, purging things out of our house that we don't need, cleaning, getting rid of little knickknacks and shit that we don't need, like extra stuff. It's just extra stuff we don't need. It feels really good to do that. So I hope that those rituals and routines helped you. I know that I can't wait especially to do the photo burning, and I'm probably going to share that on my Instagram. So if you guys don't follow me on Instagram yet, my Instagram is gypsyloveflow, G-Y-P-S-Y-L-O-V-E-F-L-O-W, gypsyloveflow. And if you are trying to follow the CBD Yoga Retreats Instagram, that is just at CBD Yoga Retreats. So it's at CBD Yoga Retreats. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to my first episode of The Vibe Within. I really hope that you can take some of these things and have it resonate and help you um, in this transition and if you have any questions for me or you know something resonated deeply with you feel free to dm me my instagram is gypsy love flow as i said before or if you have a certain topic or a very specific question that you want to be answered you can email me at gabbcohen at gmail.com. So it's my first name, but with two Bs. G-A-B-B-C-O-H-E-N at gmail.com. And in the subject, just write podcast question and I'll be sure to get to it. Sometimes it's really much easier for me to go through emails than DMs. 
Um, and in my upcoming solo episodes, I'm going to be doing a lot of fire questions because I know a lot of you guys have questions about CBD and Kratom and addictions and how to get over like sugar and just like all sorts of shit and relationships and dating and there's just so many things that I want to dive into with you guys. So yeah, be sure to rate and maybe write a review for my podcast. That would be awesome if you guys could do that. Subscribe. I know that that would help me a lot just to get things moving. And if you want to share this episode with any of your friends or your family, um, take a screenshot, send it to them. And if you really enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot, tag me so I can see if anybody is listening or if I'm just talking to myself for an hour. (laughs) Regardless, um, it's kind of like therapeutic to talk and to let it out, but I really hope that this episode could help somebody out there get through a fucked up time because we've all been there. And uh, I'll leave it at that. Until next time. Oh, 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 oh,